Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Networking CEO, Connecting Entrepreneurs Online, where I would like to invite you to become part of our network of entrepreneurs or someone I know needs to meet you. And so we've been on hiatus for a little while, and we are back. This is the first episode in our new summer series, and I am really excited to be bringing you some amazing experts this summer, so make sure you stay tuned and tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Also, for those of you that may be, oh, a little bit shy about coming on the line live, we have an option for you. You can tweet your questions in now using our hashtag. Our hashtag is PoundNetCEO. So, again, that's PoundNetCEO. Make sure you just tweet your questions in. We will make sure we get answers for you. So that's one way. Of course, always feel free to call in live and raise your hand, so to speak, and we'd love to put you on the show. So today, let me tell you about today. Today I am really excited that our guest today is Christine Hardy, and we are going to be talking about rocking the stage. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a sought-after keynote speaker, published author, and holds a master's degree in nutrition. Last year she released her first book, Unlock Your Victory Code, The Key to Hope, Perseverance, and Triumph. Her second book, The Inspired Life, is set to be released in September of this year. For the past 15 years, Christine has maintained a thriving nutrition practice in the East Bay, where she specializes in metabolic typing, a century-old method that discovers what foods and nutrients are right for an individual genetically. With her success as an award-winning competitive gymnast for 15 years, uh, can we say high performance, clinical nutrition expertise and mastery of the inner game formula with her books, Christine successfully helps you unleash your full potential and live a victorious life. Now, I want you to know that we are going to be talking today about rocking the stage, but if your business needs you to be at high peak performance, this is for you, so even if you're not a speaker. Now, I don't know about you, but anybody who's an entrepreneur in today's business environment, we need to be at a peak performance. So whether you're a speaker, want to be a speaker, or you are just performing at a very high level, This is the show where you want to be, and you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you grab a cup of coffee, get a pen and paper, and let's bring Christine on the show. So, Christine, are you there with me? I am. Hi, Patty. Hi. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm really excited to have you. I just want to let everybody know that I met Christine a few months ago when I was attending an event. I was sponsoring and speaking at an event called It's Your Turn 2015 with Cheryl Calhoun and Joey Garrity. We had Paula Allen, Adria Williams, Terry Hockett, and I know I'm missing one more. There were six of them, the Dream Team, and they put together this one-time event, and it was amazing, an amazing, amazing event, and they really knew how to spotlight people, and one of the things that they did that I thought was really just totally a little bit different, but really it kind of told who they really were, right, and what they did is they came to the sponsors, and they asked us if we had any type of opportunity, whether it was a radio show, magazine, blog, you know, any type of thing that we were working on, that what they wanted to know is while we were there for the few days, that as we met people, 
as we had conversation, as we interacted, if we came across anybody, and we were doing it quietly, so it wasn't like we were, you know, telling people, just quietly, as we came across people that we would like to offer those opportunities, they wanted us to tell them. And then from the stage, they would share them. So it was kind of exciting because since it was kind of quiet about it, it really gave you an opportunity to really, really interact with the people, get to know them and their business, and then be able to know that you could be of service to them. But this was a great way to get guests for your radio show. And so for me, I found six people at that event that I really felt like I loved the way they showed up. I loved the way they served. They served my target audience and they provided a lot of value. Christine today is the very first person that is on my radio show from that event, and I'm really, really excited to have her here. It was a great event. We had great conversation, Christine, and I love Mm -hmm. how you show up and rock that stage. Oh, that's what it's about. Thanks, Patty. Yeah, that event was amazing. I'm so glad we were able to meet there. They did a phenomenal job. Yes, they absolutely did. It was really phenomenal. And I met so many people there, um, not just the people that we met there, but that they really got the follow-up, right? They got the follow-up. They really Mm -hmm. understood that, you know, it's our turn. And really, you know and I know that when you go to an event, it's not always just what happens at the event, right? As a marketing strategist, Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, it's setting it up before you even get there. Like you should know what your goal is going to be, know what your follow-up is going to be. And so I think a lot of times people will do that. There are also a lot of them worried about what are we going to wear and, you know, getting the right (laughs) outfit and, and all that kind of stuff ready. So we're going to talk about speakers in a second. But really, first, I really want to talk about attendees. When we go to events, we think of all these things. Now, I have to tell you, I am never in bed before midnight when I go to an event because we know Mm -hmm. that the real, um, the fun stuff, the real networking happens after the event. Because, you know, during the day you're listening to the speakers, you know, you're interacting in the exercises they give you or whatever the format is of the event. But you're pretty busy, right? Here, do this. Now we're going to do this. We're going to take this short break. We're going to have lunch, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then when the event ends for that day, right, that's where the people you met during the day and you're either meeting for a glass of wine or for dinner, a cup of coffee, whatever. But that's where the magic happens, right? And then you get Mm -hmm. to bed at midnight, and then, oh, my goodness, we have to be back there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So we get up early in the morning, and by the time the second day comes, we're really dragging butt, right? So can you tell (laughs) us a little bit, since we're all about peak performance here today, Mm -hmm. like, what are the other things we should be packing? So, like, yes, it's great that we're packing those hot shoes, and and a lot of times I see people packing shoes that really are not really the shoes we should be packing, right? But... um, (laughs) I'm all about shoes, so I have sidebar, right? But let's really talk about that. I mean, I have to tell you, shoes for me can uh, affect my performance as well. So I have to tell you, by the second day, I'm thinking, man, what made me wear these heels? Um, So I always have to go there. But besides packing comfortable shoes and some of those things, a lot of times we're hearing more and more now where when they're giving us When they're giving us instructions, they're telling us, you know, make sure that you lay your clothes. Make sure you bring a jacket because it could be cold. Make sure you bring Mm -hmm. snacks, right? I mean, I'm seeing that more and more in the instructions as, you know, I'm an international speaker, but more and more I'm getting that. 
But here's the thing. They're not really telling us what kind of snacks. So here's what I'm going to say. Are there, I mean, there's snacks and then there's snacks, right? So let's talk right. about that. If we were packing, when we're packing in our suitcase as well as maybe for the airplane ride, right, for the airplane mm-hmm. ride, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that we sh- that should be on our, always on our shopping list of getting ready for that? Absolutely. So you touched on a beautiful point in that they are telling people to bring snacks. And it's important just to keep your brain awake to have sugar going through your brain, right, so we can speak properly. But it really does depend on what type of snacks that you bring as well as what they're serving. So my number one thing is making sure that it's low in sugar so you don't have the energy highs and lows. A lot of people like to bring snack bars, but snack bars can be filled with 20, 30, 40 grams of sugar which is what you see in a typical yogurt, amazingly. We just don't realize how much sugar we're consuming. So there's a couple different brands of snack bars that I personally like just as an option, and one is called Quest Bars, and the other is Think Thin Bars. And the reason is just because they're higher in protein and they don't have the sugar in them. So that's the one main point that I want to make. There's a couple of other snacks that I can speak to, but I wanted to go ahead and share that first because I think it's something that we don't look at. We kind of just say this bar looks good and it's the easiest, most portable thing and we don't realize why we're crashing or we're yawning a half an hour later because of that sugar crash. Also, I think, Christine, that a lot of us, a lot of people, more and more are gluten-free and a lot of these Mm. things, too. So I'm seeing a lot more gluten-free bars and that type of stuff, right? Some of them taste pretty good. Some of them taste like cardboard. Um, But (laughs) I have to tell you, I mean, it is so true, but I am finding that a lot. And when you go to the, you know, so-called nutritional aisle, at the store, you're inundated with literally hundreds now mm-hmm. of things that call themselves healthy, right? But there's mm-hmm. healthy and then there's healthy, just like there's snacks and then there's snacks, right? Because, right. you know, what may be healthier, right? Because I know, for example, I was having um, a few months ago, I was having a problem with my blood sugar, and the mm-hmm. doctor said, you know, that I should stay away from fruit. And so mm-hmm. I, like, immediately I heard it. And so, you know, somebody told me what to do. I heard it, and I just stopped having fruit, which used to be my nighttime snack um, after dinner. That's what I would have. I would eat an apple or whatever. And so I stopped doing it. And here's the thing. It's kind of funny, but I gained like five pounds. I couldn't figure out why. And I was talking to my husband about it, and he said, well, here's the thing, honey. (laughs) It was kind of actually funny. He said, yes, I understand that the doctor told you to not have fruit, but I think having two fudgesicles, right, you know, probably aren't what he wants you to have either. So I would say eat the apple, right? And so in my head, now they were Weight Watcher fudgesicles, so I'm going to tell you. I mean, they were like okay. two points, and I was thinking I was being all healthy, right, because mm. they said low sugar and all this kind of stuff because, oh, my gosh, that must be better for me than fruit. So I think that a lot of times we get mixed signals. And I think that we don't always know how to read the nutritional information on the back. Mm. So there's lots of bars. There's lots of granola bars, and there's all kinds of things that we can get. So could you give us a little bit of insight on, like, what are some ingredients that when we're looking at the nutritional information, you know, at the store and we're standing in front of the all those hundreds of choices that sound so good, you know, dark chocolate with this and that and all these different mm-hmm. things, 
what are some of the things, let's go first with what not to do. Are there mm-hmm. some things that as soon as we see those words, we should know we should stay away from them? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they have all kinds of words that we don't know what that means, right? So unless you're right. in the nutrition industry, we don't know that this really means sugar. Because <laughs> Just because it doesn't say the right. word sugar doesn't mean it's not sugar. Right. Absolutely. So two really good questions. The first thing is that marketing is amazing. So, of course, there's a lot of cereals on the aisle that say mom approves, et cetera, which keeps you from reading the actual label. So my first tip is to not just go by the label because the flashier it is, the more they're trying to convince you that it's exciting and fun to eat and it's going to be okay. (laughs) So usually I have people go with the most boring label, right? It sounds really crazy, but, I mean, look at all the kids' cereals. Look how fun there's. Not a lot of nutrition on. They're just trying to get attention of the mom, so they'll put it in the cart. Same thing with any of the other foods that we eat. And what you'll notice is healthier foods really don't look that good. Their packages aren't that cool. So that's one thing. Don't be, you know, mesmerized by the package and just go buy what it says on the front. Really take time to flip over the package, look at the label, and the first thing I have anybody look at is the amount of sugar in there. I always tell people to make sure that it's at least under a gram of sugar, which sounds crazy, but there are natural sugars that you can see in bars now, like erythritol or xylitol or maltitol, which are sugar alcohols that don't play out the same way that regular sugar does. And usually those have a higher amount of protein. So the other rule is you can take the carbohydrates in a product, say, you know, a certain amount of carbohydrates, you divide that by four, and it tells you how many teaspoons of sugar are actually in that product. So I think that that's a big eye-opener. So, again, take the carbohydrates, divide them by four, and it will give you how many teaspoons of sugar are actually in that product. So, for example, one slice of bread has four teaspoons of sugar. So if you have a sandwich, you've already ingested eight teaspoons of sugar, and you haven't even counted for whatever's inside the sandwich. Wow. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. And one other thing I'll say about that is we tend to think that honey is healthy or um, agave is healthy. These are highly marketed. I think that raw honey is great you know, local raw honey for allergies, et cetera. But when it's in a bar, it spikes your blood sugar so fast and so high, just like regular sugar. So with the natural bars, they tend to kind of disguise and make it sound healthier with honey. You know, it doesn't have sugar, it has honey, or it doesn't have sugar, it has agave, but we're still getting the effects of it. I think that's really good to know. And a lot of times now I think... You know, we have a lot of sugar substitutes, right? And so I know mm-hmm. for me that I like to, you know, I always like to do things one at a time. Like like when I first drank coffee, I drank coffee with a lot of sugar until I got myself to not have sugar in my coffee. I did the same thing with mm-hmm. iced tea. You know, in the beginning I drank sweet tea and I kind of 
went less and less and less until now. Oh, I would choke if I drank sweet tea. I'm used to drinking my tea now without sugar, right? So, you know, you make good habits, and, you know, trying to do a million things at once is kind of hard, so I just try to focus on one. But one of the things I find that's interesting is how many sugar substitutes there are now. Like, all, now I'm not just talking about the yellow packet, the pink packet, and the blue packet, but now we're hearing so many other ones, right? You know, oh, use these drops, use stevia use this, use that. Like where does that fall into how we should be looking at that when we're looking at our nutritional label? Absolutely. So usually if you go into a health food store like Whole Foods Market or Sprouts, which is, you know, sprouting up all over the place, they don't allow the chemicals into their store. So when you go look at the bars, you will find, quote, unquote, more natural sugars. You're not going to find the Splenda, the pink packet, the blue packet, (laughs) You're not going to find those. So those are safe places, and even Trader Joe's is going more that way, which is exciting. So it gets it a little bit less confusing. But stevia is actually a plant from South America, and it's used medicinally to treat diabetes and digestive disorders. So it's actually the most beneficial substitute that you can have there's coconut sugar and other things, but stevia actually has the medicinal benefit. It doesn't taste that great to a lot of people. You know, they say, oh, it has that kind of weird aftertaste. Well, unfortunately, we refined it, and it's a little bit more expensive, which is why you don't see it in a lot of bars. But if you were to add some kind of sweetener to a tea or to um, a coffee, something like that, I would actually use the stevia as my number one substitute choice. Okay, that's important. Okay, so here's my next question. I know that when I go, <laughs> when I go to the store, here's one of the things that I think is really interesting. Now, I know this may seem like it's a weight loss question, but I don't know. I think it really affects everybody. Okay. So when we're looking in the store, here's what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing three major things. I'm seeing sugar-free, fat-free, mm-hmm. and soy. Those are like the three mm-hmm. major things. Like every time I go to the store, this is what I'm looking at, right? I'm thinking, okay, so which is better for me? Is it better for me to go sugar-free? Is it better? And then sugar-free, sometimes it, what they're hiding is really that it's no added sugar. doesn't mean that there wasn't already mm-hmm. sugar. They just didn't add any more, right? So there's sugar-free, right. no added sugar. Then there's fat-free, and then there is soy. So I know for me that I used to be like everything in the world I ate was soy because I thought that was the way to go. Then I was always mm-hmm. doing fat-free because I thought, oh, well, my goodness, that must be the best way to go. And, you know, now I'm hearing, oh, no, really, I, it's the sugar. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, how does anybody know what these things are that they're supposed to be doing? So which is mm-hmm. in the priority list? Which should we be looking at, really? So here's the thing is that the fat-free is definitely a myth because without fat, we can't produce hormones. Without fat, our brain doesn't work. Without fat, you wouldn't be able to breastfeed a child. So, And that balances our blood sugar. So number one, I would say X out anything fat-free because if it says fat-free, they're going to be adding a lot of other stuff that maybe you can't pronounce or things that, you know, should be in there with a lot more sugar that are going to eventually add more weight to you. So anything fat-free, the body will hold on to weight saying, well, that's great, but you didn't give me anything to work with, so I'm going to keep this weight on because I think I'm dying. So fat-free is really a myth, unfortunately. 
So, again, I would X that out and be like, okay, if you're going to be eating fats, make sure they're healthy fats. That's where we need to go with that, and that could be another topic. But, of course, a Twinkie that has fat in it is going to be different than an avocado type of fat, right? So, logically, we can look at those two. And that's something that we need to look at more as a culture because we're starving our brains, which are made of fat. So the fat-free thing not only will make us fat, but also not allow our brains to work. And it keeps our sugar on the roller coaster because fat helps to stabilize your blood sugar, which gives you that rocking energy on stage. So we definitely want to make sure we have healthy fats. Awesome. The sugar-free part, yeah, so go ahead. No, I, I'm just saying that's awesome. <laughs> hmm Absolutely. So each of these topics, nutrition is a broad topic. So each of these minute topics or miniature topics are also can be big, so I want to keep them brief and to the point. So sugar-free, usually, I mean, that's another marketing thing specifically for diabetics, right? Now we have sugar-free sections in our stores, but they're usually putting Splenda in them, which is mostly chlorine, actually. I did a whole thesis on that. It's two molecules of chlorine and two molecules of sugar. So there's a whole host of issues that come along with that. But that's when you become an educated consumer and say, okay, it's sugar-free. Flip over that label and say, okay, what are they adding instead? Is this a real food? Most of the time there's a lot of other stuff in it that, again, we can't pronounce or know. So just keeping, oh, is it really sugar-free? And then the soy part, another big one. So soy is estrogenic, but if you get organic soy products and you're using them in moderation, you're not going to have so many of the estrogenic effects that come with soy. Um, and that's a whole controversial topic, so I don't want to go too far into that. But one theory is that, you know, when you have too much soy, you're going to gain weight because you gain extra estrogen in your body, which turns to fat. So there's this whole playoff. And then the other side is, well, soy is really good. There's cultures that live on soy. So that's a whole controversial topic that we can go around and around on for a long time and probably get some questions around, but I'm going to stop there and see if you have any thoughts on that. Well, actually, you answered that pretty good, so so thank you. So now I want to kind of come back around, and so now that we have really seen how brilliant you are, we've got to hear just how brilliant <laughs> you are, I want to kind of go back to your aha moment. So Obviously, you didn't just wake up one day and become this brilliant, right, Um, at this topic. I'm sure you did. We're born brilliant, I'm sure. But in this topic, so what was your aha moment? Like, where were you when all of a sudden you just decided, you know what, this is it for me. This is not just my something I'm passionate about, but this is something really honestly, like, this is what I have to do. You know, what's your journey? Like, everybody has a story, right? You know, and so one of the things I really want our guests, and I have to tell you, usually we do it in the very beginning, but because I thought this topic, a lot of times people, when they hear that we're going to be talking a little bit about nutrition, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't want to hear that. So I really wanted to let you uh, surf a little bit first and kind of let people see what that value really is. And then now let's go back to what's your story? So, like, tell us the journey that got you to where you are now. Absolutely. So at the age of 37, my grandfather dropped out of a heart attack, and he was an entrepreneur. And so he came home from work one day and was done at 37 and left behind three children and a wife, and there was no reviving him. 
And so one aspect, you know, the information that comes in is that he had a defective heart, but the other is I uh, think he just he just gave up. So this kind of played with me my whole life. I grew up in a family where there was really strict dietary guidelines because if you didn't eat healthy, you were going to die like your grandfather. So that was drilled into me, and it was scary, but yet it kept me on the quest of education. Well, why is this? What's really healthy? Why why am I in such fear? And then I was a competitive gymnast for 15 years and had a lot of dietary restrictions around that. So it's been part of my upbringing and who I am. I was basically born into leading and teaching about health and keeping people alive. And with my grandfather passing so young, it spearheaded me just recently into writing my book, Unlock Your Victory Code, because I know that people have a message, but are they healthy enough to outlive it? Are they healthy enough to be able to get up and recover every single day on stage and say, this is why I'm here and this is going to be the impact and this will change your life. So speakers are the messengers. Entrepreneurs are the messengers. And if they're not healthy, how are lives going to be changed? And that's why I'm so passionate about this because if you're not able to recover, that's it. You know, the other part is, just a few months ago, my aunt died on the operating table. This all sounds very grim, but she wasn't able to recover. It was just she went in and they opened her up and she died. I mean, it was just they couldn't even start to try to help her because she was so unhealthy. So we really have to pay attention to how important is our mission? Do we want to be here to make an impact? And if we do, we have got to keep our vessel healthy. That's all there is to it. We've got to be able to recover in order to be able to help other people. It's just the foundation. I love that. And first of all, I have to tell you, Christine, having met you, you don't even look anywhere close to 37. So I just had to tell I you know. that. I was, that just kind of shocked me. And second, um, that actually explains a lot. I know that your book, Unlock Your Victory Code, of which I've read cover to cover, um, I have mm-hmm. to tell you um, – that I saw that you dedicated that to your grandfather. And so I thought mm-hmm. that, you know, I knew there was a story there, so thank you so much for sharing that story with you, with us. I have to tell you that one of the things I really loved about the book is that the book didn't just teach, right? You know, a lot of times you read a book, people get information, like, oh, yeah, that's great, and then you put the book down, and then you just kind of go on with your life, right? I really felt mm-hmm. like the book, even though it's a hard book, uh, not a hard meaning hardbound, um, it, it was like a workbook. It's like a workbook, and it had all mm-hmm. kinds of exercises in it for me to do. It had places for me to, like, stop, and so I really had time to really think about what I was learning. I had time to stop and maybe implement a few things and then move on. So it really helped me in what I want to call shift. You know, it really helped mm-hmm. me to shift my thoughts, shift my mindset, and then to really kind of take control of my life. I have to tell you, it mm-hmm. was a phenomenal book. I think it's really fabulous. I really love it. And I mean, hearing about what you're saying, how pretty much this was what you were born to do. This is pretty much like your mm-hmm. legacy. You could really see, I can't wait to get your next book. So I'm really excited <laughs> to hear. So first of all, why don't we tell everybody how they can get the book? So let's kind of go with that first. So um, where can they go to get the book? Absolutely. So you can go to Rock the Stage Now backslash Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, <laughs> 
and everyone will get a free download of the book. It's one of my gifts. That is so awesome, and you totally rock that. I think that Yay. is fabulous. <laughs> so get that, guys. She's going to give you the book, like just for being here today. Isn't that awesome? She's going to give you the book. Yes. So I think that's fabulous. So thank you so much. I actually have the um, hardcover book, but I really like the idea of downloading it because I really like the idea of having the worksheet. So um, then I can go mm-hmm. over more than one time. So that's really fabulous. So thank you so much for that. Um, also, Christine, I have to tell you that I I really, really learned a lot in the book, and I think that it is just really something that you can read over and over again, and I really love books that do that. Um, what mm-hmm. would be the number one thing, if you had to sum up the whole book, what would be the number one takeaway you want everybody to get from the book? Mm. The number one takeaway is that you're worth it. And I know that mm. sounds really basic, but I Not really think that we really understand what our self-worth is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Okay, so now um, why don't you tell everybody while we're talking about this right now, how can they um, stay in contact with you? What would be the best preferred method, so to speak, of how they would reach out to you? If they wanted to continue this conversation, they wanted to connect with you, um, what's the best way to reach you? It's actually the exact same URL, rock the stage now, backslash Patty, and there's a button at the bottom of that where you can contact me further. If you want more information, if you'd like to connect with me, if you have any questions, you can just enter in your phone number and your email address and your name. I would love to get to know you, and that way we can continue the conversation and get to know each other. Awesome. Where would you like them to connect you if they wanted to connect with you on social media? You can go to, well, on social media, I honestly, we just talked about Twitter not being the greatest place for me on social media, but on Facebook, it's Rock the Stage Now, uh, backslash Facebook. Okay, perfect. Okay, so that's what everybody's going to want to do. Rock the stage now. Make sure you reach out to her, connect with her, grab your gift. Um, That's always nice. I always love it when people um, come bearing gifts. That's really nice. Okay, so now let's kind of go back to, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back now to attending those conferences. So we know that we're attending those conferences, and now let's talk about being a speaker. Um, I think before I actually ask specifically about speakers, I want to kind of talk in general about when you're going to, whether it's um, events that you are speaking at, whether you're a sponsor, whether you're a vendor, or whether you're just attending it and you just really want to have high performance, let's talk about how important breakfast is. Mm. Right, so let's talk about that. So can you tell us what, you know, we get up, and a lot of times, you know, we're up late, we're doing all these things, and so we tend to skip breakfast. I know lots of people um, who like to just have coffee. They're like, oh, yeah, I just like have coffee for breakfast. That's all I do. And they, you know, pour sugar in there, whatever, because they think that's going to give them the sugar high. And, again, like I said, we'll <laughs> specifically go to the speakers in a second. But I am just generally want to talk now. And then, um, you know, what should you know? What should they make sure that no matter what, you know, what kind of things should we be eating for breakfast? We're going to have a long day. I mean, if you're going to be networking and you're going to be not only that, but who wants to be sitting in a stage and when the speaker's looking at you, there you're yawning, right? And really, 
you know, that's not really going to make you look really good to the people that are sitting next to you either, right? So what kind mm-hmm. of things should we be having for breakfast? Let's start with breakfast. Okay. The what number one thing that you should be having for breakfast is something that has protein in it. Now, I know some listeners are probably vegan or vegetarian, and so sometimes I suggest eggs, which is a really easy go-to. I have people make hard-boiled eggs at the beginning of the week. And so if you're a light eater in the morning, it's really fast and easy and great to just grab a hard-boiled egg and chomp that down. At least you have something, you have some good carbohydrates, some good protein, some good brain fats that come along with that. And if that's not quick enough, I think that's a great option, but you can also get little nut butter packets where you just rip it open. It sounds silly, but you can just suck it down like an Otter Pop. So you really want to make sure you're getting the healthy fats and protein. I think the issue comes in when we tend to have too much of a carby breakfast. We'll go for bagels, we'll go for cereal, and then we wonder why in the half hour to the next hour we're just like we're still trying to wake up. So that protein and healthy fat is going to stabilize that blood sugar and give you the brain power that you need to start the day and have energy for the day. The other option that I love is a protein shake. So whether I'm having a relaxed morning or I'm running out the door, there's a lot of different types of protein, but I typically go with a plant-based protein. I add some healthy fats like an avocado in there and some greens, you know, some kale, and I blend that up, and it's delicious. So really what we're talking about is how do we not stress out so much? You know, we still have to pack and everything to get going for our event sometimes, how do we have something that's healthy, nutritious, and that's actually going to keep us stable? So those are my top tips. Okay, now those sound good, but not all of us have a blender that we can take to the hotel. And even <laughs> hard-boiled eggs, while well, that sounds good, sometimes we have a refrigerator in our room and sometimes we don't. Now, I have to tell you, for me, I'm, I just have to ask this question because I always want to know, I only like the whites of the egg. I know, I have to tell you, I don't like the yolk. Um, and so at <laughs> home, I only eat the whites. I buy, you know, um, just egg whites because I just don't like the, well, sometimes I buy the other, but only because mm-hmm. my doggies like them. But <laughs> but really, honestly, I only eat the whites. So is it still as good for me um, to have that for breakfast if I'm only eating the white? Well, that's white has all the protein in it so at least you're getting the protein and then the yolk has the healthy fats in there so you're getting it's best to eat the whole thing if i'm being completely honest and transparent but if you're eating the egg white at least you're getting some of the protein with it okay so that's good all right so now moving on because we're at this event right so now moving on lots of times if you're just having that egg so now you get halfway through the morning i'm going to take us through the event now now we're halfway through the morning and we're like okay um, I'm kind of tired, um, you know, we're kind of busy, 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 we're doing things, so if we were going to have that snack, we talked a little bit about the different bars that we could have, mm-hmm. now we go to lunch, right, so we know, you know, everybody, you know, anybody who's a speaker attends events, we always hear all about the chicken, right, <laughs> you know, everybody, and then what happens is you eat different things, and then you come back in an hour later, you're tired. I know that as a speaker, whenever possible, I never want to be the speaker after lunch, it's the hardest mm. spot because everybody's tired, right, because they didn't right. all eat really good things at lunchtime. And so we really need the most energetic, and not to say that I'm not, it's just not the spot that I would want to be in. I really like being in the morning or, or whatever, but I never, if I have a choice, mm-hmm. want to be the speaker after lunch. 
So, um, you know, there's, there's reasons for that, obviously, nutritionally. So when we're going to lunch, mm-hmm. sometimes it's provided for you, right, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, But when you're going out to lunch and now, you know, everybody's doing, the, oh, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat, right, you know, and you're going to eat. What kind of things when you're ordering off the menu, so now you're in a restaurant, and you're ordering mm-hmm. off the menu, and now it's noon, and you know the event's not over to 6 o'clock that day, and then you're going to have dinner, which we'll touch on in a second, and you're going to be staying up all day, but you want to be really paying attention to what's happening in the afternoon. What kind of things, what are a couple choices that we should look at ordering when we're going out to lunch? Absolutely, great question. And I think that that's kind of mind-boggling. And I know that people think about that, you know, what am I going to eat that's going to really fill me up? I don't want to be hungry in an hour. I have four more hours of this event. So that's a great question. My biggest rule of thumb is to get the base of a salad no matter what. Because the thing is is that if you eat lighter, amazingly you're going to feel lighter. I think that that makes sense. So if you go for the burger, your body is going to take so much more energy to process that that that's why you get tired. There's a lot of other reasons. There could be sugar in the products. It could be, you know, that you have a big bun there, which is full of sugar. But just processing that much food takes so much energy. So if we look at a menu and we think, okay, I want to eat light, but I want to be full, and, of course, I want to be healthy. So my suggestion is find the base, some kind of salad, and then add a protein on that. So whether that's adding the burger patty onto the salad or some chicken or some salmon, and then making sure that that's full of vegetables. So, again, the fiber, the healthy fat, the low sugar is going to stabilize the blood sugar and keep your body energized and not completely overwhelmed by having to really work and spend all of its energy digesting this food, which will take it the whole rest of the day, which will then spike you into, oh, gosh, I want to have that candy bar or that Coca-Cola or something like, you know, grabbing for something in the afternoon, like I need to eat really get this energy up. I'm crashing here. Okay. So now I'm going to ask the question that I know that all the people who attend events are thinking. They're thinking, oh, I know Patty's not going to ask, but guess what, guys? I am (laughs) going to ask, and here's why I'm going to ask, because so far we've had five people tweet in and ask the question. So (laughs) five people so far. So we have Susan, David, Ellie, (laughs) Ellie, Mary, and Jesse. I want to know the answer to this question. So listen up. Here's going to be the answer. What they want to know, which is so funny, but, hey, here it is. They want to know, what should we order at the bar? Mm, <laughs> the event's over for the question. day. It's 6 o'clock. <laughs> I know it's funny. It's 6 o'clock, and now everybody's like, hey, let's all go to the bar. We know it happens, right? Networking happens a lot at the bar, right? It's how it is. So what they want to know is, is this when you should be ordering a light beer? Is this when you should be ordering a glass of wine? Is this when it's okay? You know, what are the nutritionally? Or, you know, yes, obviously we're talking nutritional, but we're also talking about performance and stamina and the Mm -hmm. fact that we're at an event for three days, right? So if you are going to hit the bar, right, what is it? What's what are the best things to drink? You know what, Patty? I have to tell you that I love this question, and I've been getting it for years because people say, "Okay, great, Christine, you're great. I love you. This is wonderful information." But you know, I have a social life. <laughs> I'm going to hit the bar. What can I do to make you happy and my body happy so I can wake up the next morning and not be completely hungover and just 
like what hit me the morning before or the night before. So I will be perfectly honest. I love to tell people to drink vodka or gin and to add, you know, lime to that or lemon to that and maybe some really light club soda, obviously just plain carbonated water so that you don't, the more sugar that you have, again, it's going to crash you and you're going to have that headache in the morning. I think we've all probably done that when we were younger, kind of learned just by trial and error what drinks make us feel horrible <laughs> and what actually we can survive with for the next day and get up and go to work and do whatever we need to do. But gin and vodka, the clearer the alcohol, the healthy it is, sounds weird, for your liver. So it's ah. a lot easier for your liver to process. So this is the chemistry part, putting my chemistry hat on. <laughs> it can get very technical, but this is what the liver can process the easiest. And so it doesn't take so much energy. It's not going to crash your system. It's going to get out of you a lot quicker, and it's not going to give you the harmful effects that something like brandy, even wine, um, Jägermeister, if people are still drinking that. I don't know. I don't go to bars. So mostly it's wine and beer, but those will actually crash you a lot more significantly and give you a kind of a more of a sluggish day the next day than vodka and gin will. You know, that was a great tip. (laughs) You know, that really was. (laughs) No, for me, when I'm at at events, we all know that, you know, um, it can be death to a speaker to be drinking just because sometimes they drink too much and people don't watch what they say. Um, So whether you're a speaker or an attendee, there's a tip right there. Make sure that you're careful about how many of those drinks you have. I never drink when I'm at events, um, ever, ever. I tend to just drink Mm -hmm. iced tea. Sometimes on the last night when it's over, I'll have a drink, but as a general rule, I don't. Um, mostly just because I want to make sure that I am performing at a at a my peak level. So okay, so now here it is. Now let's talk about speakers. So let's put our speaker hat on. Okay, so now I have to tell you, sometimes what happens when you're the speaker? It's a three day event. Guess what? You get to be on the first day. Right? And so, really, you haven't gone days yet without having sleep. Sometimes, however, you could be after lunch on the second day. Or you're speaking on the third day. They think, oh, wow, we're just going to. So, here's the thing. We've had days on end now. So, you kind of have to pace yourself. But here's what I know. If you're hosting the event and it's your event, like, you have got to have that energy. You need to be performing at the highest amount of level, like the highest level. And I have to tell you, Christine, several years ago, I went to see this event by Brendan Burchard, and I thought, to be totally honest, I had signed up. I really thought I was going to see Experts Academy, which I've been to like five times now. But I thought that I was going to that event. When I got there, however, I found out that I was at High Performance Academy, another event that he has. And I have to tell you, I was so mad. I was like, Uh, how in the world did I get to this one? Because I didn't want to hear it. Like, I wanted to hear, like, all these business tips and how I was going to grow my business. This was probably about seven years ago. And I think he had Daniel Amen there. And I remember, I'm going to tell you, at the time I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, like, I do not want to be at this event. I had to have a talk with myself and say, you are here. You paid 
for the ticket, have a good attitude, you know, that kind of thing. They'll still be networking and all that kind of stuff. But I really didn't expect to get much out of the event as far as knowledge, right? So there you go. How negative was that? And um, (laughs) this was in the beginning of my career. And I have to tell you, it was amazing, amazing. Mm. I can't even tell you how phenomenal and the things that I learned. I have to tell you, the thing. one of the things that really stuck with me was when uh, Dr. Daniel Amen told us and showed us your brain and how the food we eat, how we could actually mm-hmm. reverse our brain age. That was like, oh, my goodness, how amazing was that? That was mm-hmm. phenomenal. But when he started talking about what we should eat, there was even one part of the event where he actually brought up, like what you were saying about the shake, he actually mm-hmm. brought up this blender, he had it on the stage, and he was doing this whole thing. And I have to tell you, I think that event changed my life. It really mm-hmm. did, because I just never really realized that, the, <laughs> to be totally honest, I never really realized. Now, obviously, we know that what we eat, you know, we are what we eat and all that kind of stuff. But from a speaker point of view, that's what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. a speaker, we're talking about how you're going to perform, so i make it nice and rounded up here for you, how you perform on stage can and will affect your results for why you were doing it in the first place. So if you were a speaker and, you know, you are a motivational speaker where they paid you to speak, well, guess what? How you perform is going to affect whether they're going to invite you back again, how many other people Mm -hmm. they tell about you, so that's going to affect you. If, however, you're a platform speaker, and I'm only going to touch on those two, although there's many, many um, speaker um, business models and stuff, and so um, I could go into that. That could be a whole hour show. But um, from a platform speaker where you're going to be selling something, whether it is a high-end group program, you know, private coaching, whatever the case may be, you want to be at your best. And who would want to Mm -hmm. think that you were there, you'd spent all this money, you had this speech, you'd done all these things, you have this program. If you're the host, you've spent all this money putting on the event. And then to think that when you got up that morning, you're thinking, man, I'm kind of foggy. I'm having a hard time focusing. You know, Mm -hmm. really, like I'm kind of dragging butt. Like to think that that all could be affected by what you ate that morning. Like that's amazing or what you're eating before you're going to be speaking. So I think that is probably the most important thing we're going to talk about today is really what should we be doing there? Because I actually remember I went to an event, and she told a story about that, about how she woke up and she um, was really foggy. And, you know, she was having a hard time remembering what her speech was. She just really kind of wasn't at her best. And there happened to be a nutritionist there and she happened to tell her that and she went to her room and got something and gave her these two things to eat and she said that forever that changed her life and now whenever she has her own event and it's going to be multiple days she brings that girl with her mm-hmm. this girl is part of an integral part of her team as important as her graphic designer as important as her event planner this person takes care of her and makes sure that she she helps her perform at the level she needs to perform at. Otherwise, why are you doing it in the first place? Why would you Correct. want to be a speaker or host an event if you weren't going to perform at your top level? So I think when she told me that, 
I thought, you know what, that makes so much sense, which is really why when you and I had our conversation, it really piqued that for me because I didn't really know anybody who did what you do. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what, in the beginning when I first get to an event, I'm usually pretty good about wanting to watch what I eat. But as I drag, you know, as the days go on, I kind of tend to not and that brought it home for me when I met you. Uh, when I met mm-hmm. you at that event, I thought, you know what, I'd kind of forgotten about that. And so that's why I was really mm-hmm. glad to read your book. It put me back on track, and it really made me realize. And that's why I wanted to share that with my audience today, because pretty much about 65% of my audience are speakers. And so we're talking to the crowd today. We are talking to speakers. So what are Mm -hmm. the things that you want to tell them, whether they host their own events or whether they're just, not just, but whether they are speaking at an event, what are the things that they need to know? Absolutely. So the one thing that you just hit the nail on the head was you can't afford to have your food be an energy sucker. Your business depends on it. Your livelihood depends on how you function on stage and off stage. You just simply can't afford it. So we just are flipping the tables here, you know. So I think, again, nutrition is so important, but we have to put it in the right context. Is this affecting my conversions? Is this affecting my livelihood? Is this affecting how I'm getting my message out? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Just like you were saying, if you're foggy-brained, if you don't have the energy. So with that speaker with a nutritionist, I've actually seen a few others since that event that we went to, Patty, and they are verbal about it on stage, which I find fascinating because this is kind of new to the marketplace for a high-performance speaker to have a nutritionist as important as a graphic designer because what's happening is they need to be fueled before the event you know, with the healthy breakfast that we talked about. And then before they speak, I always suggest having a really healthy carbohydrate, like yams or brown rice, along with the light protein, because that gives you the energy and also helps to calm the nerves with the, you know, adrenaline coming up when you're speaking. And then when you're done speaking, gosh, you go ahead and you load up on the proteins, because it's almost like you're recovering from, an athletic event. I mean, you know as a speaker, you're up there, you're exuberating your energy, and you don't realize how much it really takes each time you do it until you're done. Am I right, Patty? Is that kind of the cycle? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I mean, I am there. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Exactly. <laughs> so those are my kind of survival tips on – I mean, we want to go from survival to revival, right? Exactly. <laughs> I love saying that, you know, because I say, well, isn't that glorious, right? Going from survival right. to revival. <laughs> it's just it's fun, you know, to play on those words, but we're really trying to survive this industry instead of thrive in it. You know, we're just trying to get from event to event and, you know, hope that we affect the people that we want to and really share our message, but gosh, Internally, we're thinking, can I do this? Can I do one well, I more think, event? You know, I know, but I think one of the things that is important, too, is, again, talking about what we pack, right? But as a speaker, we're thinking yeah. about, okay, so if we're an author, we're shipping our books there. We're making sure we have those. And if we're a sponsor, we have a vendor table. We're all worried about what we're 
spending? What collateral are we having printed? You know, what are we going to have on our table from decorating it to, you know, what are we going to be able to, what are we selling from the stage if we do get to sell from the stage or from the back of the room, whichever the case may be? What is that? What is, you know, so really honestly, it's hard for me to believe, but I realize it's because we just don't know, and that's why we're educating everybody today, is because I would hate to think that I had spent hundreds of dollars printing, hundreds of dollars shipping, mm. you know, spent all these uh, time, that is money, right, all this time creating just the best presentation and spending hours practicing the speech so that I can show up and really, you know, to, you know, really motivate and inspire transformational change, right, that I'm doing all that, and all of that could be affected by something I put in my mouth 10 minutes before I got on the stage. You know, that is a wow right there. Like, if that's not an aha moment for somebody, you know, I'm really hoping, and if it is, please go ahead and let us know in, you know, let us know, tweet to us, pound net CEO, we want to hear. That is a mm-hmm. huge aha moment because I think that we don't realize it. So maybe, you know, I'm sure for most people when they're going to an event, say you're sponsoring an event, maybe it costs you a few thousand dollars to be there, not counting what it costs you to fly and your food in the hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hundreds of dollars invested before you even show up. So now you're going to get mm-hmm. on the stage, and not only do you want to recoup your thing, but, I mean, you left your family, too, to go speak, right? You left your family. Right. You travel for me. I travel all over the world. So when you're thinking about it, I mean, sometimes I'm getting on a 20-hour flight, and then I have to recoup when I get there so I can go speak, right? So we should probably talk mm-hmm. about that if we have time. But I think that yes. it's important to think about if that is what's happening, your dollar, your the bottom line of why you're doing it in the first place Obviously, we want to change lives. We wouldn't be speakers if we didn't. But that is our business, which means that it can affect the difference. It can be the difference between covering our expenses and making a profit by what you ate. Like, I mean, that is such a mind-boggling statement for me. It really, really is. And so when I think about that, it's like, wow, we should be putting as much, if not more, of our time into what are we going to eat while we're there as we are into what are we going to sell because Absolutely. they're hand in hand. So They are. They are. They really right. are. And so I have to tell you, I think you sharing these things with us are so very, very important. Now I have to tell you, Christine, we always want to honor our guests for being on the show. So I want to make sure, again, everybody goes to rockthestage.com forward slash Patty, right? And make sure you get your free gift. Read this book and implement. Fill out the worksheets. It is phenomenal that she is giving you this gift. But we want to make sure that we have a gift for you, too. We like to make sure we give gifts to our guests. And so here's my (laughs) gift to you. We have a huge audience. We average about 40,000 people. Um, who come to our radio show live and listen. But also we have a big network because we all have a network. So what we'd like to ask you is who can we connect you to? Because here at the Networking CEO, CEO stands for us to connecting entrepreneurs online. So who can we connect you to? What would help your bottom line? What is a connection we can make for you? We have had people ask us to be connected to somebody at 
Pepsi-Cola, we were able to make that happen. We've had people who wanted to speak for the Mary Kay Convention. We were able to do um, connections there. We even had somebody who asked us if they could be connected to somebody that would get them on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and we were able to make that happen too. So how can, it doesn't have to be anything that big. It could be something smaller. But how can we help you? What's the connection we can make for you? Not just me, but my whole audience is listening now. Who can we connect you to that would help you, would help your business, and make a difference to your bottom line? Awesome, Patty. Thank you so much for that. First of all, that's, that's just such a huge gift. Thank you. To me, I'm a grassroots type of gal. So honestly, speakers that are ready to make a difference. Absolutely. And I know that that's really broad, but I don't need to be you know, on a Ellen DeGeneres show or anything like that. I think that would be awesome. And I think it would be a lot of fun. But really, I want to make a movement here of speakers that really, truly want to be healthy and are serious about it. And that way we can connect and we can help each other in that regard. So I would love to be able to support any speakers that want to take their whole business and their bodies and their minds to an elite level. And just kick butt on stage. That's really what it's about, to be able to spread your message and affect more people with your gift. Rock the stage, right? Rock the stage. Now, Rock so the I think stage. <laughs> that's what's really important. I love it. Thank you so much, Christine, for, for being here, for sharing um, so much of your knowledge and your brilliance, and also for the gift for the audience. So, again, if you're a speaker you should have got lots and lots of information, a lot of takeaways here, a lot of things to implement. Get the book. She's giving it to you. Make sure you connect with Christine. She's somebody you're going to want to stay connected to and to learn more from. If you want to be a speaker and you want to be a six-figure, maybe even a seven-figure speaker, you're going to want someone on your team who's looking out for you. So this is something you're going to want to do, so make sure you connect. Thank you again, Christine. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to be here with us. And um, I look forward to staying connected and continuing the conversation with you. Everybody, whoever you are, if you're a speaker and you want to connect, connect with her and tell her you heard her here. If you have an introduction you can do for her, that's what she's saying she's looking for, speakers who want to make a difference. I know there's a lot of you out there. Make sure you connect with her personally and do the introductions as well. For everybody else, and for you too, of course. We will hear and talk to you next week, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time. Next week, our guest will be Cheryl Calhoun of the Fempreneur Nation Network, and we will be talking to her about how you can grow your network, how you can serve them, be of more service, and how you can get the most out of accelerated networking. So again, we will see you next week, Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Again, thank you so much, Christine. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and we'll be talking soon. Bye now. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye.